Hi everyone, you're listening to Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. Alright, welcome back to another edition of Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. I am your co-host Kevin Schmidt and I am once again joined by Oren Schwarz. We are prep sports writers with the Daily Herald's DuPage County Sports Department and uh, back with another podcast. Uh, No guests this week because I figured with everything kind of changing from stage one to stage two and phase three to phase four that we kind of need to dig into this a little bit and figure out what it means to all of us in the prep sports world. So um, right off the bat, Oren, and we'll get into the details of it in a little bit here, were you surprised by how open the stage two guidelines were that the IHSA proposed last week? Yeah, I, I was. I, you know, I, I thought uh, Illinois as a state has been taking things kind of slowly, which I, I think is the right way to do things. Uh, I think uh, I sort of expected the, the state guidelines to follow suit, uh, the high school's guidelines to follow suit. And, uh, uh, you know, hope they're a little bit optimistic, but hopefully it works out. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I think, okay, the Stage 2 guidelines were submitted by the IHSA to the Illinois Department of Public Health last week. Um, and, it, and that hasn't been approved yet, right? No, it hasn't. And then what, if it does get approved by Department of Health, uh, then it has to go to the, each school district to see if they want to go along with it. So we're still a ways away. But I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. The Stage 2 guidelines basically say, let's play football. I mean, that's, that's honestly what I take from it, because it's, it's written in a way that addresses all the concerns about football. Um, and I guess that's the part I was surprised about, because, you know, the National Federation released its guidelines, you know, a month or two ago, and IHSA is basically skipping one of the steps that the National Federation had in there in terms of, you know, building up and moderated practices and all that, but... You know, basically starting Friday the 26th, assuming that the state goes to phase four of Restore Illinois, it's it's like full go for competition. And I was just super shocked by that. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, if a lot of schools, uh, school districts, maybe even individual programs, take things a little slower than uh, what they, they're allowed to do in, in those guidelines uh, People seem to be focusing more on August, September, October, rather than June and July. And I, I think that's probably the right way to do things. They, they want to make sure that they don't go too fast, that they don't have any problems, that they do this right. And, uh, you know, they, they want kids to be able to play during the school year and not just do conditioning drills or, or practicing in, in the summer. Well, I think that's an important point because the last thing you want to see is for us to kind of get after it in, in, the, in the next three weeks here and then regress with the numbers and have to shut it down again and not have a season. If you ask any of these kids, they'd much rather have a football season than contact drills in July. Absolutely. It goes for any of the fall sports, soccer, golf, tennis, whatever. Yeah, and I, I just I don't want to be short-sighted in that way. I think it's exciting, but... Um, 
boy, I, I sure hope everyone's doing things the right way. We're just we're just too close to, you know, I don't want to say getting this thing beaten, but we're we're too close. We've been doing things the right way for so long. You'd hate to let it slip slip right now and just regress. Yeah, you really gotta when you look at Illinois' numbers, and I know Kevin, you've been uh, you occasionally have to check on the numbers uh, for the Daily Herald. Also, I, I had to do it over the weekend, and you see that things are going the right way in Illinois. You know, I think only 3% of tests are coming back positive right now. Uh, the number of deaths, the number of cases they've been dropping, th that's a good sign. And hopefully it, it keeps going in that direction. Uh, hopefully Illinois, you know, is, is leads the nation in, in that trend, in all those trends. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's, that's part of the thing that is a little concerning. Um, you know, Illinois, like you said, has led the nation in, you know, the, the dropping of the percentages and all that. But there's too many states out there that seem to be going the other direction. And I, I think the concern is that, you know, gosh, you sure hope Illinois doesn't start trending that direction. Yeah, that's that's a huge concern to me, uh, what other states are doing, um, not just that. There are some states that are having problems, but there are so many that are having problems. I, I think I saw 25 states are, are seeing their numbers increase significantly, um, you know, and, and that's up that number, the 25 states, that's up significantly also in the last month or so, I guess. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of worried about that because we are a very mobile nation and as everybody else, everybody seems to come out of this a little bit. Everybody wants to move around a little bit more and go out and visit family or just go uh, go someplace cool and relax. Yeah, well, and the weather doesn't help because I think everyone wants to get out and enjoy some of this some of this weather, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think uh, some of the state, states seem to have this attitude that we've got it beaten, it's, it's over, we can go out and get back to normal and... I'm just not buying that. We're 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 a long way from being able to get back to normal because this thing is still out there. It's still very dangerous, and and uh, I'm very worried about it. Well, and you're seeing a lot more younger people uh, have issues with it, which I think is obviously concerning from our perspective dealing with prep sports. Um, so yeah, it's you just hope people keep doing the right things. Absolutely. Um, Let's go through, it's, as most of you probably remember, stage one has been going on for, what, two weeks, maybe a little longer? Um, like yeah, and that's basically been um, just conditioning, not sports-specific conditioning, uh, pods of 10 or fewer, that includes the coach, if there's a coach involved, and it's just basic conditioning. Um some schools have chosen to really get after it. Like we talked to uh, Naperville North football coach Sean Drendel last week. It sounded like they were really getting after it. They were excited about it. Um, other schools have chosen to go stick with just the virtual route and do their training virtually. Um, so anyway, that was stage one. And assuming Illinois gets to phase four of Restore Illinois, which it sounds like we are, um, they've released the guidelines for that. The state has um, the IHSA has proposed going to stage two. Uh, it's uh, this; these guidelines have gone to the Illinois Department of Health for approval, just like they did with stage one. And honestly, the stage two guidelines from the IHSA 
seem to mirror what phase four will look like in Illinois. So I don't want to say this is a rubber stamp situation, um, but it sure looks like the IHSA was in, in consultation with the state in terms of what to propose for the IHSA going forward in stage two. Um, so stage two is still going to have all the screening for athletes, uh, you know, the temperature checks, that kind of thing, social distancing, cleaning of equipment, um, but huge allowances here. Indoor or outdoor gatherings of 50 or fewer players, um, and then each gathering needs to be 30 feet apart. Uh, and you know what I'm going to say here, Oren, but that allows for one sideline to be a gathering and another sideline to be a gathering in football. <laughs> It's almost like it was written for football games. Which sideline do we get to be on when we're covering the game? That's a great question. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if there's 49 people on a sideline and it's me and two other reporters trying to be that 50th person, I'm, I'm going to go MMA and try to get that last spot, whatever <laughs> I have to do. Let the other guys go uh, sit in the end zone? Yeah, it's going to be like Thunderdome, man. I'm getting that 50th spot. Watch out for Kevin, folks. He's—he looks like a nice guy, but uh, I'm telling you. Yeah, and plus I kind of look like a jerk, so I don't really look like a nice guy. So, um, um, you've always been nice to me. Well, that's true, but you—you—you uh, <laughs> you, you kind of signed my paycheck, so. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, 50 or fewer players, coaches, and officials. It's—it's it's a gathering of 50. Um, that to me says uh, a football sideline, and then yeah. the, the other sideline is another football sideline. And if you want to translate this to other sports, um, is that pretty much a volleyball match? Fifty people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got uh, six on the court, and maybe you know, if it's a really big bench, you got ten people on the bench with you know subs and coaches and trainers and what have you. Um, yeah, you could get 50 in on a volleyball court. Uh, certainly uh, soccer, it would work. Um, golf and tennis, it would work. Cross country, I don't know about cross country with some of the bigger invitationals. Cross you know. country is the interest. I, I, I really think cross country is the interesting one because it's how, how do you define a gathering in cross country? Yeah. Do you have to stagger the groups a little bit? Uh, you know, those, those big invitationals, the postseason races that's the starting line is is going to get kind of crowded yeah yeah and you know on that subject kind of you know we see huge huge volleyball tournaments we see huge tennis i mean pick a sport and there's there's huge tournaments um i don't see any way those can happen in the fall you know what's kind of interesting to me another sport is swimming you know how does you know, yeah. again, invitationals, you get those, the pool gets very crowded, and it's indoors, which is a whole other matter. Right, exactly. And, and then, uh, you know, I, I don't know how the water figures in, you know, is it more, does this virus go more easily through in water? Does it, does the chlorine break it up? I, I have no idea. Yeah, and a invitational pool, you know, like a, a meat pool where you're, competing in something is a lot different than a public pool Um, right because that's like organized chaos well it's not even organized chaos it's just chaos in some of these public pools so i can see kind of not wanting to open those up 
but I could see in a, a meat environment where you could figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have to use your backyard pool there, Kevin. Yeah, you know, it's, it's barely Olympic size, um, so I don't want to make any promises. Uh, you know, the diving board, I need to scrub that down a little bit, but... Uh, there you go. You know. What about the starting blocks? Yeah, I need to I need to scrub those down too. They they got a little uh, you know grit on them and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, we'll work on it. And don't forget to clean off the bleachers in your backyard. That's right, and I need new bulbs for the scoreboard. Oh yeah. Um, okay, the big change with stage two, and again, this really surprised me because, um, well, anyway, stage two, the allowance of athletic contests and practices. Um, and again, this completely skips a step in the National Federation guidelines, um, an exciting step, you know, and maybe like the numbers indicate, maybe we're ready to do it, but I'm just saying I was surprised that they, they skipped that step. Um, sports equipment like baseball bats and batting helmets should be cleaned after each, each use. Makes sense. Uh, equipment such as football helmets and pads should be used by one person and not shared. And then shared equipment like baseballs and footballs and volleyballs must be cleaned frequently. Um, this one makes complete sense. No handshakes, high fives, no spitting. Um, and then designated spectator areas. Another term I did not expect to hear so soon. Uh, these are supposed to be separate from the competition gatherings. And they need to be limited to 20% capacity. And spectators are encouraged to bring their own seating. Um, so that to me says, let's play football, let's clean our stuff off and, and we'll let the parents sit separately, you know, apart from each other in the stands and let's, let's let the boosters sell some concessions too while we're at it. I was just going to ask about concessions cause I, I need my, that's, you know, that's dinner for me. Well, and I don't, I don't think you'll have to wait in too long of a line to get your, uh, dinner. All right. Cause, uh, with 20% capacity, I don't. I don't think there'll be too long of lines at these concession stands. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on that, uh, some of what I just said there? Um, you know, I, I think I think it seems reasonable. You know, I, I, I can see basically family being allowed in first. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the schools do what they were going to do in March that last week before... Uh, things were called off or that the week that things were called off when they were trying to say, okay, we can give out 50 tickets and don't show up to the game. If you don't have a ticket because you're not getting in, we're, we're keeping close look at who's, who's coming. Um, and family comes first, you know, parents come first. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think of that? Do you think that they'll limit it like that? I think they will. I think, um, I think priority will go to parents. Um, I they got I think they'd like to have the marching bands in there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and I think I think the end zones will be very very key in this whole scenario because that's where you're going to probably have to put um, you know probably seniors if you, if you do if you do let students in i think it would probably be seniors you know a select few and maybe they would go in the end zone i i don't i don't know i mean 
I think ADs are really thinking about that right now, just how, how are we going to allow as many people in here safely? Um, yeah. I mean, I think you got to give the parents the bleachers, the sideline bleachers, and then work work from there, uh, prioritize it. Um, but it, it's going to be, that, that's going to be a tough, because the other thing is you can't, I don't know how, I don't know how a marching band, I mean, obviously on the field, they kind of socially distance. But how do you do that when they're sitting in the stands playing? That's a, that's an excellent question. And, you know, I, one, one thing that was impressed upon me last week and talking with a couple of coaches is just that each school district and each, to a lesser extent, each school is approaching this from a different direction with, with a different idea. You know, there, there is no uniform way of doing this throughout uh, DuPage County or throughout the suburbs or throughout Illinois. Everybody is sort of being allowed to say, you know, okay, here are the guidelines. How are we going to do it? And how are we going to approach these? So you're going to see people experimenting. You're going to see uh, school districts talking back and forth saying, hey, you know, what, what are you doing? What's working for you? Maybe we need to adjust here. Yeah. And, a lot of Zoom meetings coming up. Oh, yeah. A lot of people making all sorts of plans, uh, you know, and plans that they know they will have to adjust, and they just hope they don't have to jump them all yeah. in the middle of the season. Well, and it just, it's not like, um, I don't know, I guess you could say the NFL, where it's the facilities are pretty standard. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got every shape and size of gymnasium and stadium in DuPage County. Um, right. So, you know, you, you mentioning how each district and each school is going to handle this differently. Um, they kind of have to just because the facilities are so different. Um, you know, Glenbard West is going to be able to do things differently than Nequa Valley, you know, um, in, in whatever reason. I, I just picked those names out of a hat. I'm not saying anything specifically, but... Yeah. Um, just their facilities are, are going to allow them to do different things. Um, you know who may be in a good position here? Yes. Yeah. Lyle and Bennett, because they use the stadium at Benedictine, which is a very big stadium. You know, okay. it's a college stadium. Okay. Now, it's a small college, but still, it's it's bigger than you know some high most high schools facilities. Okay, and, but you you say that, but. Yeah. That that's another logistic issue that we have to get through because, I mean, I haven't heard that those colleges are going to be open in the fall. Oh, that's a, that's another issue. Yeah. Um. So I, I you know I don't know I, I you make a good point though I mean you're obviously if they are open I mean you they may spread out. You may see something where other high schools try to play at those places. Right or Wheaton College or North Central or whatever. You know, yeah. the they're, they're still playing it. They're uh, hoping to play at North Central, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, okay. for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I just think the you, you really have to dig into the, the logistics of each facility and, and see what you're able to do because, um, man, it, you, you can't get this wrong. This is the kind of thing you can't get wrong. In the uh, guidelines, is there anything about transportation? Because, you know, you got 50 kids on a bus or whatever. Um, uh, it's not, no, I, I don't think there was anything specifically about that. 
um, honestly. I, I know it was it was addressed in the National Federation guidelines, just that travel should be limited, um, which I guess makes sense. You know, I mean, you don't want. I, I don't know what DVC football is going to do because they're all going out of state. You know, I, I think it's if if we do have a season, I think they're going to have to play each other twice. I don't see those out of state games being able to be played. Um, but I think that's really, I think they really want to prevent uh, athletes going from one zone of Illinois to another, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I do think travel is a concern uh, because you can't have all these kids together on a bus. Um, which brings to mind just school in general. I don't know how they're going to do busing. Yeah. Well, you know, school in general, are they going to. Are they going to fit, uh, you know, twelve hundred kids into a school or two thousand kids or whatever? Or are they going to have to come in waves, you know, different shifts? Yeah. Some of it being online. Yeah, right, like a blended kind of thing. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and there's, you know, if there is an outbreak at a specific school or a specific team. Oh, that's see, that's where it becomes scary because then you have to go back. Okay, who have we played over the last two weeks? Um, we have to contact all of them to let them know that someone tested positive. Uh, it, it's just, it, this could get dicey. Um, but my my thing also is that Illinois State Board of Education said that they're highly encouraging in-person schooling this fall. Right. And, and they want everyone wearing masks, which makes sense because obviously it, that'll drastically slow the spread. But my concern is that they're saying, okay, we're going to be in person school and we want everyone wearing masks. But then how do you allow athletics without masks? You know, like after school, you go outside and participate in your, in, in your sport and you're not required to wear a mask at that point while you're competing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I drove by an elementary school this morning and it looked like there was a private club out there practicing on, on the field and I didn't. I didn't see anybody wearing masks in, in that soccer practice. And I know, I mean, we talked a little bit before uh, the podcast here, and it sounds like you're you're concerned about starting up here. You know, in terms of sports in the fall, your your confidence isn't isn't super high with uh, us playing in the fall. I, I have my doubts. Yeah, I, I, I know you're more optimistic than I am, um, and I hope you're right. I want I want that to be clear. I everyone, I hope Kevin is right. You heard it here first. Um, but I look around at what's happening at other states, you know, where the numbers are are climbing. In some states, they're absolutely soaring. Um, and again, you know, we're a mobile society. You know, people get on planes, they hop in their cars, they they go from state to state. Uh, sometimes just for a weekend, sometimes to visit. You know. There are some people who may be in a state where the numbers are soaring and they're looking for to come to a state where the numbers aren't going up, but maybe they've already got it. And, you know, that's in their two-week incubation period. Um, they come here and they start spreading something. And all of a sudden, Illinois' numbers, which have been going in the right direction, as we said, you know, Illinois can, can change on a, on a dime. You know, and if Illinois starts relaxing things as as the plan is has them doing, things could get a little bit dicey here again. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that we didn't see a spike after Memorial Day. Right. And then we didn't see it. It looks like we did. We aren't going to see a spike after the protests from a couple weeks ago. Well, so far. But it, it took a little while to manifest itself in Florida also. You know, everyone was saying, oh, good, you know, Florida, they did the right thing. And now here it is two to four weeks later, and Florida is absolutely going through the roof. So it, it may take a while. It, it, it may be more than just two weeks before we we see a spike from the protests or from the loosening of restrictions. Yeah, well, for sure from the loosening of restrictions. Um, I, you just wonder, though, about what are people going to do? Um, you know, I'll, I, my wife and I visited her family in central Illinois this weekend, you know, and that was kind of like our first, <laughs> our first trip anywhere in, in months. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned you're going to be going to St. Louis uh, right. to move in your son in, in law school. Congratulations to him, by the way. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, there are things that I think everyone is planning on doing. It's just a matter of how far, how far are you going to push it, you know? Are, are people still going to try to make that trip to Disney? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, everyone's got their own agenda out there, and you don't know what they're going to do. I would feel a lot better if I saw more people wearing masks, yeah. you know, and I, I've seen, first of all, I've seen too many people trying to be funny and wear the mask around their throat. I see too many people wear the mask over their mouth, but not their nose and yeah. think it's having a, a positive effect. Folks, right. you got to wear it over both your mouth and your nose to really get the, the full effect. Um, you know, I, I went, uh, you know, to a downtown eating area the other night and there weren't a whole lot of people there wearing masks um i stayed in my car just picked stuff up um yeah i, I don't know are people thinking this is this is over or, or it's, the worst is over and are, are we gonna have a you know they, they say we're not done with the first wave yet that we're still in the first wave so it's too early to even talk about a second wave yeah, uh, it seems like we might just roll into the second wave. I don't know. Yeah. That'll be part uh, of the curve or something. Yeah, and again, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kevin's right to be more optimistic about this. But um, this is a scary virus. You know, the death rate is, what, 3 4%. And a lot of people are suffering some long-term consequences, even if they do kick it. Yeah. Um, so... And it seems like younger people are starting to have issues with it, so um, that's, yeah. you know. It could be a good thing to hear, but I'm, I'm, I think this is something to be concerned with, and I, I think it's a long-term thing, and um, I have my, my doubts about the fall. So I guess yes or no, do you think there will be football? Will we, will we, be, will we be covering season openers in August? covering season openers I think we will not be covering the full season um, you know I, I, and I again I know coaches are focusing most coaches are focusing on getting the season in you know football coaches I've talked to have said you know let's just get four or five games in um, hopefully they're right uh, but I could also see a scenario where we don't get anything in so, you know, it's really up to 
up to us, you know, up to everybody yeah. out in DuPage County and throughout Illinois. If you're wearing your mask and the mask is covering their, your nose and your mouth and you're social distancing and you're washing your hands, doing everything that they tell us to do, maybe we got a shot. Yeah. I, I mean, I said it before, but it would just be such a shame that, you know, we seem to have been doing everything the right way since the end of March. I mean, the numbers kind of indicate that we've been doing things the right way. And just to right. suddenly lose that would, would be heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder if maybe we're loosening the restrictions too soon and too much. Um, but I, I know there are a lot of people who are just aching to get outside and go have dinner in a restaurant and, you know, go visit family or, or what have you, just just get away, just do something outside the home. Well, and I mean, at some point you got to say, you know, look, we got we to gotta test this thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, not go full, full bore into completely opening up phase five instantly but you do yeah. it you do have to test the waters a little bit just to see if if you can do things a little bit but are, are we doing it too quickly i guess is my point yeah yeah you know I, I i tend to listen to the experts to the epidemiologists and i you know i, I really have, have worries about how easily this thing spreads yeah well yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I think we will have a fall. We'll definitely have a season opener. I, I don't see that stopping at this point. Um, I hope we don't have a big rebound. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you mentioned getting four or five games in. I'd, I'd like to see the <laughs> the right four or five games get in here. I'd, I don't want to <laughs> see the season start and then stop. I think that would be bad. But, um, you know, I could see that happening, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's... You know, and we may have a situation where some schools have to stop and while others keep going. Yeah, that's true. And and certainly areas of the state, I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, downstate seems to have uh, got, taken less of the brunt of this so far than yeah. here in the suburbs and in the city especially. Chicago has definitely got the highest numbers. Right, right. Um, and then the suburbs, you know, different counties are a little bit uh, different, but downstate so far is, is, is looking good so they have the best shot and again we, we Orrin and I kind of know these numbers because sometimes we do have to type in and update what the numbers look like so um, yeah. for the paper but anyway that's another story um, <laughs> what I think we'll see over the next at least short term the next few weeks I think we will see you know like the Red Grange 7 on 7 where there's like 30 teams there or something there's, right. no, there's no way they could have that but what I do think you'll see is maybe Wheaton North and Wheaton Warrenville South get together for a seven-on-seven, seven, just between the two of them, or uh-huh. a Naperville Central and a Naperville North getting together. Um, now, what I have heard is that District 204, the Valleys, that they're limiting, they're limiting their uh, camps or whatever you want to call it. Just you, you can't do anything again with other schools. It has to be just like Nequa Valley has to stay with Nequa Valley. And they can't even go with another 204 school? I don't, I don't think so, no. I could be wrong, but I, that's what I've heard, is that it's just the school has to kind of stay its own unit and do their own thing, which is fine. I mean, it's still something. Yeah. Um, I think you might see some basketball teams get together similarly. Uh, you won't see the, the, the Glenbard East big summer tournament. You're not going to see that. 
Um, but you may see Glombard East and Glombard North get together and play each other um, just this summer. And same with baseball. I've already heard baseball that they may try to, um, you know, the Naperville's may try to play a few games against each other. Um, And then that'll that'll just be the summer then. And hopefully we roll into the the fall. It it seems like the schools are taking things more slowly, more deliberately than the private clubs are. Oh, there's no doubt, yeah. So the kids are playing. It's just whether they're playing for their AU club and, you know, if it's basketball. Yeah. Uh, whether they're getting together on their own and, you know, and throwing a football around or kicking a soccer ball or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, maybe not in the same numbers as if they were with their their school teams. Yeah. Hey, I mean, let's not, let's not fool ourselves here. People have been out competing for a while now. Yeah. Um, in club they've been going out of state they've been meeting on their own kind of <laughs> secretly yeah. if you want to say a lot um, of people going out of state you know yeah. some of the tournaments that are going on in indiana or wisconsin or what have you oh sure sure and, and that's the thing every it seems like just about every state that borders us is more open than illinois so i think that's only natural that they're going to look for things in those other states the nearby states but i mean even facilities around here have been i, I guess i'll say illegally open um, and charging kids to come in and whether it's shoot baskets or hit baseballs or whatever, there's a, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of that going on since I don't know I heard April. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think some people really stopped. You know, I, there are some uh, some kids who really believe in football and they wanna they wanna be ready to play and they've still been lifting weights. Yeah, um, maybe yeah. in their own garage, maybe with some friends or teammates coming over to lift with them but and i don't have a problem with that it, what i have a problem with is some of these facilities that say hey if you, you know your high school isn't allowed to compete so come on over to our place and for 50 bucks we'll let you do x y and z you know yeah um in different sports and uh boy it's a hell of a time to be trying to make a buck off of something like this you know right um, by the same token i i wonder you know, like how many how many travel teams have gone to other states, and how many have been secretly competing around here, and has that kind of been a training ground to see if if the virus does spread? You know, did did they kind of tap into something that says, hey, you know, we can play and not spread the COVID nineteen? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I hope so. You know. I just I have my doubts. I just, I'm, like I said, I'm very concerned about this virus and how easily it spreads and and uh, the numbers that I'm seeing from other states. Uh, fortunately, most of the worst states are not close to Illinois. Right. Um, they're down south or in the west, but it, it can spread easily and quickly. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, I think we're both hoping, if not necessarily super hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we both definitely want to get out there again and, and start covering sports and see the schools open and kids uh, getting their educations and. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see anybody lose their life over this either. No, it's certainly not worth it. Um, we all love sports, but it's definitely not worth that. Yeah. Um, well, on that peppy note, we're gonna call it a day. Sorry. Um. But I think we're going to 
take a few weeks off here. I think it's a good time to kind of take a breath. And, uh, boy, we've been going pretty much every week since uh, August. So uh, we're going to take a few weeks off, I think. And uh, if something comes up, I, I think we're both in agreement that uh, we'll be back on and be here to talk about it. But uh, for now, we're going to let everyone kind of settle into stage two and see how it goes. And uh, we, we will see you in a few weeks. Does that sound uh, reasonable, Lauren? That sounds reasonable, Kevin. Right. I like that. Let's call it that uh, day we hit old uh, stage. I don't know what stage is that, too. Sure. Call it stage two. We need our own stage. That's right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap it up there. We appreciate you listening in to this week's edition of Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. Uh, you can find this podcast on uh, our website, dailyherald.com. We are hosted by SoundCloud. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, so I guess to sign off here, we just encourage everyone to keep doing the right things out there. Uh, we know things are loosening up, but uh, don't do anything uh, foolish. Stay safe and keep washing your hands. Keep wearing that mask whenever you can. And uh, the more we all do things the right way, the better chance we have of uh, playing football in the fall. Stay healthy, everyone. Yeah. So we will talk to you soon, everyone. Thank you for listening to this edition to Tailgating with Kevin and Oren. And uh, as Oren said, stay safe. Be well, everyone. Thanks for listening.